Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 623 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. In this episode, we cover Logitech's recent announcements. We also cover a little bit about Steam Deck and Daniela is back. Welcome back, Daniela. So enjoy this episode 623. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 623 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech game. Wait, this is Daniela. Hello? Daniela? Hello. I know, right? <laughs> Hello? Wait a minute. You actually responded? Are you here? <laughs> what's I- going on? Uh, it's been a very interesting couple months for me, but a good one. A lot of growth, a lot of changes, but we're working through it. I'm working through it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you're here. Um, it's always amazing to, to hear your voice. So so this uh, past couple of, um, I would say a couple of days have been interesting. We've seen the Call of Duty stuff. We've seen Logitech's Logitech Play and some other things in between. Um, I know you have a Steam Deck and the Logitech G Cloud device looks uh, pretty dope. But I definitely want to hear uh, your overall impression on what you saw with the show. And then, uh, you know, I'll fill in some gaps here and there. I kind of really love that they had this entire like showcase for it to um, bring out all these different products. So, like, I think even like the ads for them, like it, like really quick, were really cute and well done. Um, but I think it was just it was just great to have that all it all like announced one time just there. Definitely, I think is something that's different, um, especially just considering it's only Logitech like Astro stuff and items. But um, I thought it was fun. Yeah, they're, they're, I, like, I, I want it all, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so so what what do you want the most? Like if you were to like go through the list, you know, I know we want all of them, but like what stuck out to you the most that would be a change to your setup. I guess we could start there, and then we'll talk about some of the products that they uh, that they launch. Goodness, that that one's hard. Um, I think the mic and oh man, it's a toss up. Um, I can only choose two two things. That'll be the mic and probably that light bar. Okay. The beam. So so why? Okay, of course, the mic, we have to have the mic, right? Just as individuals who spend time on a mic all the time, a mic upgrade is definitely a plus. Um, Why the light bar for you, though, the the Lytra Beam? I think it's just to to simplify what I have for lighting right now. Um, That's like pretty much the biggest thing. 
It's, mm. ju- it's just to like have a l- little bit less lighting that I have. I have, I have, let's see, right now I'm currently using the LumiCube and a ring light, which it, it, it works well. I like it, but it's just, I don't need two items. I don't need both of them. It's a little bit of an overkill. It takes up so much space. Whereas just with the Leecher Beam, I don't know. I'd rather just have one. <laughs> yeah. And I like that it's so versatile and like you can have, you can have this control over it, obviously. Um, but just the configurations that you can have it as, I don't think I need more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I would have to get my hands on it to see, but I think just that one is going to be that one stop shot for me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a sleek uh, device and they showed, um, in their presentation, different angles that you can have with it uh, to give you uh, a, a lighting, the, the shading difference, right? Depending on how you position yeah. it, which I thought was pretty dope. Uh, the mic, the mic for me is definitely, you know, top tier in what we need as content creators. And I think the price point is 350 right? So for individuals who are, Getting into the space, there are other options that are going to be uh, more, I guess, price conscious, right? So three fifty may be a lot for some individuals, uh, but for those who are looking to take their their audio to the next level, and whether it's you know uh, noise suppression or anything like that, and how the mic captures sound, I think that this is going to be a great competitor with any other microphone that's in the 350 uh, bracket, uh, price bracket. So uh, what did you like about the mic? <laughs> Honestly, it would be a little bit shallow. The look of it, I love how it just, that's it fine. just seems so sleek and compact, but it also looks like it carries some power and heft to it. So... That that that's straight off the bat. Obviously, we don't like I don't have it in my hands to really test it out and get the feel for it. But that would be like my first initial like. That looks nice. I I just I just like the design of it. No, I dig that. No, that, that's um that's the first thing that caught my attention too. So um the the next thing I want to ask you about because I know you have a Steam Deck. Uh, I waited on that. Uh, and then we have this uh, Logitech device that is uh, the G Cloud. So if we were to do like a versus between the two devices, the specs for specs, what you saw and gathered from the event versus what you currently have in the Steam Deck, what would you say, you know, highs and lows between the two devices if you were to do a comparison? Oh, man. Okay, so I love that the... Uh that it has a longer battery life like that that's cool for the g cloud i like the compact design of it because the steam deck is it's a little bit bulky it's a bit big and you know i made the reference before that the the steam deck kind of reminds me of the sega game gear which was also pretty bulky right But I think that's the biggest thing for the two that I can nitpick on. Like, I, I, I would say that the the Logitech's 
of everything that they showed, the G Cloud, I think, might have been the one that maybe I'm not quite as excited for. The more I think about it, the more I really look into it. And it's just starting with that price point. I think initially right now until I think October 17th, I believe it is, it's $300. Right. And then after that, the price goes up to $350. For something that is very heavy on, you know, cloud streaming, um, yeah, it's great because you can have the Xbox Game Pass, you can have um, all the Steam games on there, but it still seems like a high price point for something that is already kind of offered out there that you can already do on your phone. Granted, you can't really play Steam games on your phone, but you can play, like, you you know, Xbox Game Pass on mobile. Right. Okay, so do you think, do you think that they will allow it to do gaming, uh, like, on the device later? Because it has an expansion slot. So to me, it's like, what would be the expansion slot for if you can't, um, like, house games on it? You know what I mean? Well... Yes, I can okay. see that being a possibility in the future, but considering it is running on Android, so you have access to the full, um, you know, Google Play Store for mobile games, I can ex- mm-hmm. understand expanding um, space specifically for that. But I think that's why the battery life on the G Cloud is is so much better than what's on Steam Deck right now. And I, I can't remember what, like, the Switch offers right at the moment, I'm pretty sure that the G Cloud is, is higher because the games aren't running natively. So if you can play games locally, which I can see that possibility possibility happening in the future, um, battery life won't be as, as great. Um, but the fact that it's not really offered right now for the G Cloud, and that is just speculations, I can't really give it to, you know, give that as a plus one. For them okay i mean I that's think, fair i think maybe a better price point would probably have been maybe maybe 250 i know it's like 50 dollars difference but considering that you have the steam deck and um switch oled that is just like maybe 50 dollars more that does so much more plays games natively and it doesn't re- necessarily rely on having you know a, a solid internet connection to use the cloud services um that would probably like the g cloud was probably the one thing now as i think about it because like when i the initial surprise of them coming out with their own handheld that's really cool um i'm still i'm sure that it'd be a lot of like it'd still be really useful it looks really cool but it's just for me i i see it right now as it is just a bigger phone without phone capabilities Are you a hater, Daniela? What's going on right now? I'm not a hater. I'm just being realistic about it because I, I got to, you know, put my money where I can afford and what I get the best use out of. Mm. Um, and I really do love my Steam Deck. Um, I'm actually for once catching up on my game backlogs here. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I've had it for about a month. I know I bought I 
I finally got my, you know, invite to to purchase it uh, just before I had to go on my little hiatus there and got it on my, my birthday and or actually the day after my birthday. So I've been really enjoying it for just over a month now. I have really no complaints about it. So to have something that's just Cloud gaming, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm thoroughly impressed. But again, having a hands-on experience with it could change that. But right now, I I can't give it. Okay. That's fair. So so you have the new 30s. What do you think about those? I think they're dope. Um, I think it's really great for them to be coming out with this whole new revamped A30s. I love the way they look. I love what they're doing with it. I can't help but hope that, you know, we're going to be getting a revamped like A40s and A50s um, sometime in the next year or so. Yeah, um, I really enjoy what I saw with the A30s. The other thing, too, is the um, the G-Fits. The uh, the molding technology, you know, the first time you put it in, in your ear, it molds to your ear with the the life form technology. I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, are you? So for me, I don't think I've ever been an earbud person for streaming. Which I'm not saying that um, I'm not willing to try it. But have you ever tried that? You know, with an earbud uh, for your streaming. What's, not what's your take on that? Not for streaming. Not for streaming. I guess if I absolutely have to in like a desperate times, no. <laughs> oh, well, maybe. Maybe if I was really super desperate for it. But uh, no, not personally. Not, not, for, not for that. But there's also so many more uses for the, um, for the fits. So I think it's cool. I like that. That was kind of where... I was kind of a little bit tied between the light and this one about which one I want more. I use a lot of um, in-ear earbuds, actually, but not for gaming. Mm. Maybe just change it. But also considering uh, bringing back up the Xbox Game Pass and, and it being available for you to play games on mobile, when you are out and about, you know, Carrying full size over the ear headsets can be a little bit, um, a little bit too bulky to be on the go sometimes. So, with that being said, I I totally use it for that purpose. Okay, so I was just thinking about the fact that um, when it comes to products that I use on a regular basis, I don't know how much they cost, and I think that's a privilege that we have in a lot of ways when it comes to, you know, being creators and for some influencers, right? So when you're looking at the price points for these items, you're looking at the Logi, the Logi cloud device, and you're looking at the Blue Sauna, which is 350. The handheld is 350, like a pair of uh, pro wireless headsets are 229. Um, and we can go, go down the list, you know, uh, a standard really good mic, not, not a standard, really good um, mouse uh, from Logitech is over a hundred bucks. Uh, now, for those who are getting into the space for the first time, and I know they do stuff that's strategically priced, 
what do you think of the price points like um for the landscape of gaming as a whole i know elgato got their stuff lachi has their stuff steel series has theirs too like what do you think about the pricing points i i think if you're kind of are we just okay we're just talking about overall for all yeah yeah because it's you know it's priced pretty high you know what i'm saying like for for an individual so i guess let me just make uh, add additional context for someone coming into the space for the first time right they may not have the ability to purchase um a pc rig and have access to all the fun things that we have access to now that's just a pc machine that doesn't include you know keyboard mouse, you know, headset, and all the things that we have to use to create content, right? But I think for me and for you, you know, in many cases, we don't we don't get to walk into a store to purchase things anymore because companies have given us, you know, the opportunity to check those things out. We know the retail prices, but we don't kick out as much as we used to, right? So for individuals coming into the space for the first time or really excited about streaming and content creation, if they're looking for decent products, you know, they really have to do either heavy research or or find a place that will tell them, hey, you know, for the price that you're getting for this, this is a great value um, long term. If you decide to upgrade from like a pod mic to a blue sauna, that's a great upgrade, right? Or if you were to do like a you know, like a XM8500 that you use sounded great. Nobody knew you were using a $20 mic and then you upgrade to something like, a, you know, um, RE320 or RE20 type of microphone. So I think like the price uh, difference is great, right? But we don't get to see that. We don't get to feel that in terms of like what it uh, quote unquote sets, sets us back in terms of pricing. But for new, the new person coming in, they're like, man, you know, these products are great. I wish I can get an Elgato, blah, blah, blah. I wish I can get a Steel Series, but I don't have it right now. You know what I mean? So so what's that conversation? Because I don't hear that talked about a lot. Everything is expensive, period. <laughs> right. I think when you want to have the best experience, um, and, and this can go for literally anything you start paying the price for it when you want to elevate the type of experience can you just go ahead and buy something that's super affordable and probably be happy with it yeah probably but you're also paying like paying for that in the way of of your experience um granted we've always talked about you know you know being on a budget and utilizing what you have to the best that you can at some point that extra cost is just a quality of life experience that you're paying for um and going into things i mean just like headsets you don't have to buy those 250 dollar headsets or 300 or 400 dollar headsets you don't have to have like i i'm using a 20 dollar mic right now was it twenty dollars? I'm using a very affordable mic right now, and I'm really which happy one with it. are you using the XM8500? The Behringer. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a dope mic. But see, nobody knows that though. You see, what I'm saying like, and that's the other thing too with with sound. Like, as long as you're you're 
you're hearable and listenable. Like nobody would know that you're using a mic that is 20, well, it's 25 because of all the stuff that happened during the pandemic and um, price gouging and stuff. But, but when you got it, it was $20, right? And it, it it's was. an amazing mic. Go ahead. But, but here's the here's the other thing too. $20 mic, but it's also attached with everything else that's before that. And I don't think... I don't think there's a um a mic that's like an all in one awesome um straight out of the box. Um it's also attached to a four hundred dollar mixer, like right. a Golex LR. So that's where you're you start, you know, to get that fine tuning, to get that nice rich sound out of it. You're still paying for everything else that comes that's hooked up to it. So it's funny. Um, so your setup is um a lower priced mic with a very expensive mixer mine is the opposite <laughs> the mic is expensive but the the mixer's cheap i thought that really funny but um but yeah it's the, these things can get really expensive i guess that's the point that I, I just wanted to just hear your thoughts and have a conversation about it does i mean you don't necessarily have to have all the all of those fancy expensive things and when people look at the price point of something that's new and announced, and I saw that some people like saw the fits and they're like, oh, they're 200 and what is it, $29? Yeah, something um, like that. That's yeah. expensive and all of this other stuff. But they're also marketing towards those that want to have the best experience they have. They have this really great gel technology that it's like, that's a big complaint for a lot of people who use in in earbuds is that. They're not, a lot of them that are out there aren't, they're built in a generic way that will fit in everybody's ears, but not everybody's ears are the same, clearly. And people have problems with it being painful, not fitting, falling out, all of these other things. So you're paying for also for this technology for them to form fit and custom fit to your ears, specifically your ears. Now, will somebody else be able to use it? Probably not, because once it cures, um, that's for your ears. <laughs> right. Um, which which is really nice and is really cool. Um, and you know, you have bows that are out there that's $250 or $300. Um, and you might not want to compare it between those because Bose is known for really for those audiophiles who love music, who want that full experience where this one is more for that gamer experience not quite the same but they are catered towards their audience mm. and you don't hear people complaining about how expensive bose is just listen to music mm. so there's there's got to be a balance there's got to be a balance there um and if it's too expensive for you and at this time, save up money for it. I mean, right now I can't say that I can buy it straight out. Doesn't mean I don't want it. Right. No, that's definitely that's definitely a good point. Yeah, I think um I enjoyed the showcase. Uh the the audience was, you know, it, it, they seemed um underwhelmed at times. Right? You can't please everybody. I know it, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, you notice, you notice. But I think that uh, when you're 
but in terms of like how they presented everything, I think it was absolutely amazing. They had the the racing wheel with the pedals. I thought that was dope. I'm like, I would love to experience that with, you know, Gran Turismo and some of the amazing simulation uh, titles that we have on the market right now, uh, just to, you know, see what this, um, oh, I think they kept mentioning, was it 11, was it 11 nanometers, 11 something, like maybe like the pressure the that it exudes as if it was like a real experience. I don't know what those numbers are, so don't quote me on that. But as they were talking about it, they were saying that it's such, it's designed for for super realism uh, when you're uh, using the simulation. And I think it was about $1,000 or something like that. And some individuals said that that's pretty cheap for that setup. Uh, which I thought was um, was interesting to hear, but um, but yeah, I think that the the whole presentation was was super dope. Any other thoughts? Any other things that caught your attention during that? Well, talking to people who are, are like kind of to comment on underwhelming, um, you know, it's really based off of what you like. Like I, because I can kind of say the same thing about the latest Xbox showcase. Like okay. I think. The host, OKJ, did an amazing job hosting and showcasing, but I found the overall presentation and the show of it underwhelming. Mm, And that's because the games weren't really something I was interested in. Did they look cool? Yeah. But I think Moonscars and Valheim was probably the only two games that was announced in that like two hours that I'm like, well, that's really cool. I want to play that. I'm interested in that. I'm following that one. But overall, I'm like, Okay, let me just fast forward a little bit. Mm. Okay, that's you, you fair. just can't cater to everybody and expect that all the time. No, that's that's definitely fair. Um, any other thoughts um, before we move on to our next thing? Um, I still want them all. <laughs> I do. I still want them all, and and that is that is a fact. So, so there's some thoughts on Logitech, Logic Play. And that was the first one. So I'm sure they'll have some other ones that's going to, you know, grab our attention as well. So I definitely want to say thank you for uh, thank you to Xbox for sending the Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. Um, I am I still have it in a box and I still plan to use it uh, very, very soon. Uh, I currently am playing Call of Duty. So that is exciting. Uh, for me, because Modern Warfare is a series that got me hooked to uh, the Call of Duty series. I think I played three. Three was interesting. Uh, three was intense. I never played the second one or the first one. But once we got to Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1, I think that's what got me hooked for a lot of years in Call of Duty. Then Modern Warfare 2, 3 came out. And then not too long after that, you know, Black Ops and all the other versions, Call of Duty Ghost, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, like you can name world world at war you know world war ii you know said you know all the all the call of duties right so this one is really a um a ground up refresher of call of duty modern warfare 2 right and the beta is going on right now i played for six hours on stream yesterday yesterday being the 24th of september and um, i have no complaints um no, no complaints i think they're doing an amazing job there with um the perks uh the weapons the feel of call of duty what 
what we fell in love with uh, back in the day. They're bringing that same feeling back to uh, the game, which is amazing. And it's definitely one that um, has gotten already a lot of value uh, and time uh, from me, you know, six hours on stream, not even thinking about it and wanting to go back into another match when I thought I was done for like the last two hours. I kept saying, okay, I'm done for today. And then I was like, mm, one more, right? One more. And I think when a game does that, that's the quote unquote secret sauce, right? And, you know, shout outs to the team, you know, and um, you know, shout outs to Activision as well for letting me check out this uh, beta uh, for PC. So quick thoughts on that. You're playing the newer stuff where I'm just trying to like catch up on my backlog. Yeah. I'm still looking at Steam sales. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's still games on, on Steam that uh, I haven't really checked out. I think the last thing that I really uh, took for, um, you know, a trip was uh, Turtles, right? So I, I completed Turtles. Uh, Shredder's Revenge with all of the characters, you know, April, Casey, all the turtles, Master Splinter. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody, but um, but that game is is extremely dope. And hopefully they add additional characters in the future. I think that would be cool um, for individuals who love the turtles and that whole world. If they added additional characters to keep it fresh, I think that would be dope. Uh, they had you know, uh, the ability to do multiplayer, drop in, drop out co-op, I thought was dope. So prior to, you know, this um, playing Call of Duty for, you know, six plus hours or whatever it was, that was the game that I was putting a lot of time in. And any Turtles game that comes out, that's going to be the case every time. So, um, but yeah, that's where, that's where we are. Besides that, what else have you been playing? Besides that, um, so now I got to do a little bit of digging because I don't think I've really been uh, playing that many titles besides those things. You know, even Destiny, I took a break on because um, the season started a couple of weeks ago, maybe August. And I haven't tried the pirate stuff for, for Destiny 2. So I took um, a break on that. Um, if anything, I've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse just... Uh, building, you know, brand and um, presence there. So that that takes up a lot of time uh, because of the nature of the platform, social audio, and and things of that nature. But um, but nothing really, nothing really. Just uh, catching up on podcasts, writing a book um, about podcasting, and um, I'll definitely send you um, the first uh, beginning chapters of that. So. Um, I started that um, maybe a couple of months ago, uh, just trying to do a framework for for what the book is going to sound like, the tone of it, uh, sharing my experiences in it. So that's been in the making uh, for a while now. And what I've been doing to prepare for that is um, doing like podcasting conversations on, on Clubhouse uh, every Monday at 7. And what that allows me to do is get a framework for what people are, what the needs are, and framing that in such a way in the book where it's evergreen, you know? So whether they say, hey, you know, what should I look for in a mic? Or should I get a mixer? Do I need one to start? Or most of the questions that I've been getting 
you know, so pretty much I'm doing research, right. Um, as I'm crafting those conversations on clubhouse. So, so a lot of that is going to be, you know, the content of the book, um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, uh, Gumroad publishing and Amazon publishing and you know, where, wherever else I can put it that, um, can get a large audience for, for that. So, and, um, yeah, and just trying to stay safe, not catch any, you know, health things, um, that kind of stuff. So that's what I've been working on the last couple of weeks. Very productive. I've been working on just reorganizing in my entire apartment in my life, <laughs> but in a good yeah. way, in a good way, in a good way. Um, I have been using my Steam Deck, like I said. Uh, one of the games I'm working on, which is a really, really nice when I need a break from cleaning, from studying, um, is My Lovely Daughter, which is a really sad story. A little bit, a little mm. bit messed up, but it's been kind of fun. Basically, you're playing a father who's trying to revive his daughter by um, using alchemy to summon these homunculus to run errands and make gold for him and help him gaining the trust of the villagers. On where you sacrifice them to infuse with your daughter's soul to bring her back to life. That's interesting. So I was going to ask you, how how often are you using your Steam device? Right now, so far, it's been an hour to two hours almost every day. Okay. I What I'm really wanting from my Steam Deck right now is the docking station, which has been kind of delayed. There is, like, third-party um, docks for it I've been kind of looking at. I don't know if I want to hold out for Steam Deck or um, for their official dock or get one of those. That's where I'm in between because at least that way, because I'm playing by myself, but also, it, you know, you can charge it that way. Um, but if in the event on the go, I go to someone's house or something like that to play some some games, that's like nice, quick and easy. I haven't tested out that feature yet because it's just been me playing my solo indie games over here. But I've been I've I've been enjoying it. The only thing I haven't tried yet is seeing how, um, you know, kind of installing the Xbox Game Pass stuff on it. I haven't mm -hmm. gone to that level yet. So I'm I'm trying to think is the the Steam so, so uh, or I just want to touch on this for a second. The Logitech device is it the same? Is it very similar to the device that Steam discontinued? Remember that device? I always forget the name of it, and I do have one. At one point, it was like five bucks, and they were getting rid of it. Remember that? Oh, um, yeah, because I have one too. The Steam Link. The Steam Link, right? So, if you know you have that connected to your network or whatever, you can play whatever is on your Steam library, and you know, in another spot in the house, right? Yeah. Since since you're not really, well, I don't know. I don't think that applies because the uh, the cloud, you know, if you're at your friend's you know house and you're connected to Wi-Fi, you can, you know, turn on the device and then play that. Yeah, I guess I just needed to think that uh, out loud a little bit. Um, like the restrictions of the device, right? Is you need to be connected to the internet. Is that yep. fair? Yeah. You have to be, whereas the Steam Deck doesn't need to be because you install it natively. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So I just wanted to get that that thought out. Uh, one of the other things that I saw, Ubisoft Splinter Cell Remake will update the story for a modern day audience. Um, uh, do you, have you ever played Splinter Cell? And what do you think about that? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the original Splinter Cell came out in 2002. Um, that's 20 years ago. And you can't really say with the, the environment that it kind of kind of makes sense. My my whole concern is is um when finding that balance of being relatable to what's happening in our environment now and being too for lack of better word to come to me right now is being too woke about it, I guess you can say. So I think sometimes when they try to appease with um, the audience about now about being politically correct and um, there's got to be a fine balance because I, th- I feel like video games are still used in a way to escape all the noise, all the things that's going on in our environment that sometimes having it included too much into a game, whether it be Splinter Cell or anything else you're still having to deal with that. You're still having to hear that um, in a way that some people use it to escape. So mm. it's got to be a balance in there. Um, but to write a story that is a little bit more relatable for a newer audience, a younger audience, it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I... um I don't even remember the last time I played any Splinter Cell game, but if I I love the fact that a lot of companies, you know, developers are refreshing a lot of things that we we enjoy or have enjoyed over the years. I know that the remasters, you know, a lot of folks, you know, some loved it, some didn't, you know, appreciate it. The remakes, a lot of folks love the remakes, right? which is fantastic. I think now we're at a point now where everything that we've gathered from the remakes, the remasters, and the nostalgic factor, making up, you know, like baking a brand new experience, you know, like, you know, a Call of Duty or a a Splinter Cell or any other experience that we're going to enjoy. And even some, you know, looter shooter type of games that may be coming in the near future, right? Uh, to infuse those experiences for us to enjoy everything that we've enjoyed and making sure that the game is sustainable over time and the replay value is, you know, extremely high, right? So I think that I love the fact that we're here with the experiences and, you know, and even like the, you know, the creators that are coming up, you know, playing, you know, these titles in the space too. I think it's um, refreshing to see like new faces and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited for all of it. You know, also, um, you know, while I'm thinking about it, shout outs to Danny Pena from Game Attack Radio. Uh, he has his book out, uh, Danny Loves Video Games. So I just wanted to mention that, you know, shout outs to him. So if you are um, Game Attack Radio uh, listener, uh, fan, you know, s- supporter, you know, whatever the word is these days, definitely uh, check out uh, his book on Amazon, uh, Danny Loves Video Games. So shout outs to him. 
Definitely. And you know what's great? I just got my copy of, of his book yesterday. It came in. So I yeah, got is it. That, isn't that crazy? And that wasn't even in the notes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that cool how he do that? So uh, last but not least, and if you have any final thoughts, and then, you know, uh, definitely Shannon will wrap. Uh, Microsoft introducing option to mute uh, Xbox startup sounds. Um, your take on that? Is that really that big of a deal? I mean, I guess if you really don't don't want to hear it, I, I don't know. For me personally, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess it's a cool option that I'll probably never use. But I, I guess if you live in one of those households when you want to be as quiet as possible and you don't rat yourself out by turning on your console. Right. Right. Or kids that are sneaking to like turn it on in the middle of the night when they should be sleeping. True. Partners that don't want their other partner to know that that's what they're doing in the next room. (laughs) Yeah. And if I don't um, don't know, I don't know what the purpose is. If it comes on to make updates, I don't know if it makes sounds when it does that. Um, If it does, then you'd want to like mute that when it turns on to make updates so it doesn't feed into any conversation that you're having, you know, like, especially if your mics are super sensitive, depending on how your things are set up, because sometimes uh, folks will have their Xbox next to their um, stream, you know, deck slash audio mixer, the Xbox and PlayStation will be right next to all that stuff. And that distance, I'm just think, you know, thinking about a scenario is not that far from the actual microphone. You know what I mean? But that's a weird scenario may may happen may not but i think that any any opportunity to customize anything i think is great as long as it benefits um you know the entire Somebody. community as yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so and clearly so yeah, so. if they spent the time to go and do this it was an asked feature i'm assuming somewhere some forum i don't know they're yeah. listening to somebody yeah, even even the recent um, customization of the color of the Xbox button on the the Series Two controller, you go into the Xbox Accessories app, and then you're able to change the color now from you know what it is to you know a different color because you want to be able to customize those things. So I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad a bad thing. I love the fact that we have those those options, you know. It's it's a beautiful thing. I I complain less these days because um, I don't know. I just don't think a lot of those conversations are are fruitful. Like even even the thing that we've talked about in the past with the uh, keyboard and mouse versus you know controller. Yesterday, most of the individuals that were playing Call of Duty on Steam were controller users. So I I just got to tell you like. Almost all of them were using a controller for it. So it's one of those things where, you know, is it a conversation because it's, it's great banter? I believe it is. Um, but if a person is great at whatever the thing is, I think they're, they'll succeed no matter what. So from, from that situation, from customizations on the Xbox or even the PlayStation to, you know, Xbox integrating Discord the way it did very recently, which is pretty dope. Right. I think all of it is good. I think all of it is good. 
play how you want to play. But one random thing, one random thing that Xbox got me to buy that I wasn't planning on buying, but I saw it and just needed to have it. And I don't know what I'm doing with it. Um, I actually uh, picked up the Xbox mini fridge. Okay, sweet. What do you put in it? I have no idea where I'm going to put that. I mean, it was just I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. I want it. And it was like the only one at Target. So I'm like, I'm going to go buy this. And of course, of course, salesman at um, Target was like, you know, that's not a console, right? Yes. It's a fridge. He says wow. it on the box. It's only $100. I wouldn't think that a console, their Xbox Series X, would be only $100. What are you going to put in it? I don't know. Drinks? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to put it yet. I've, I've had it for like a, a few weeks now and I'm like... And here and here's the thing is like I bought it and then I like I didn't take it out of the box immediately. And so I was all like, okay, let me sit on this. I'll save the receipt just in case I change my mind for this impulsive purchase. And I was like trying to think about what, where I'm going to put it. Maybe I'll bring it to work and it'll sit in my cubicle. I don't know. And then my apartment flooded. And obviously my box is on the floor. Um, itself didn't get damaged or anything like that. But the box was soaked and soggy. And I'm like, I guess I'm keeping it now because I don't have a box to return it with. So I guess now you're mine permanently. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> one of those really impulsive things. And you probably shouldn't let me go into Target by myself. No, I shouldn't let you go into Target by yourself. I shouldn't leave you uh, on Amazon by yourself. I shouldn't. <laughs> no, Amazon is probably the worst one because it's like right in the palm of my hands right there. Yeah, and um, yeah, your Steam backlog is um, incredible. And sure. I have Steam open right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're funny. So, um... So yeah, I think that's all we have for episode 623. Danielle, it's good to have you back. I've missed you. Got your back. Um, I miss you too, and I'm glad I'm back. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, so that was uh, our thoughts for this week for uh, Call of Duty stuff I may talk about a little bit more. Maybe another pod might come from that. Uh, we talked about Logitech's Logi Play and some other things in between. So uh, Danielle, uh, where can they find you? Uh, right now you can find me on Twitter I'm still not back to Twitch yet but if you want to follow me everywhere I'm on all the things Miss DJM and Andrew where can they find you you can find me on Twitter at Uriah which is U-R-I-Y-Y-A thanks for listening Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.